0: Well, we're all on a journey. And we're not all at the same place on our journey. Some are just starting out. Some have been on the journey for a while. Some folks teach journey 101, 201, 301, and 401 because they've been on the journey so long. We're all on a journey. But the good thing is the Bible says, He that endures to the end shall be saved. And I may not yet be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I like to say it like this. The devil should have killed me when he had a chance because I'm back I'm blood-bought I'm saved I'm sanctified and the old-timers used to say and I'm filled with the sweet Holy Ghost and while we're on our journey We usually wake up somewhere along the way and realize, hmm, there's some things I need to get rid of. If I'm gonna be what God wants me to be, if I'm gonna fulfill my destiny, my purpose, if I'm gonna get my life straightened out, if I'm gonna move from this season to the next season, there's some things. And I know I've got to get rid of it. Yes, sir. Can't keep it, can't hold on to it. Matter of fact, there's a scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And it says there is a time for everything under the sun. A time to be born, a time to die. And there's a long list of things it's time for. And we have to know the timing of God. If you drop down to verse 6... It says there's a time to keep. Wait, I'm going to get to that. And then there's a time to cast away. Modern vernacular would say like this. There's a time to hoard and there's a time to toss. For you tossers, there is a time to hoard. And for you hoarders, there is a time to toss. It's in the Bible, Ecclesiastes 3, verse 6. There's a time to hoard. But there are some things you got to get rid of. If you're going to make it on this journey, if you're going on to your next season. You see, with God, when we get saved, we're on level ground. We get saved. But God's saying, come higher, come higher. And he's got another level. And we get to that level and we think, man, this is amazing. And 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 I'm I'm moving up with God and I'm I'm getting more of God and I'm getting filled with His Spirit. I'm getting filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I, I speak in tongues. I have a prayer language. And then God says, Come higher. And you go another level. And He says, I've got some gifts I want to use you. I want the gifts to flow through you. And there's there's the gift of miracles, the gift of healing. There's the 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 gift of uh there there's signs and wonders and so many gifts and god says come on higher i want to take you to another level come on higher and no matter how high you get with god on your journey guess what he's got another level he's got something better he's got another place he's got another blessing he's got another gift he wants you to go higher and higher and higher with him but every level you face another devil His grace always covers us. But every time you go higher with God, there's another challenge. But here's the good thing. As you you develop your faith along the journey, it equips you and prepares you for the next level. It equips you and prepares you for the next devil. Because God promised That he would never put more on you. Don't miss this. He promised in his word he would never put more on you than you could bear without making a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. So here's the good news. If you're dealing with it, if it's on you, if you've got a burden, if you've got a battle, if you're dealing with a struggle, if you're going through a storm... It's not more than you can handle. God has prepared you so you can handle it. So you can go through it. So you can make it. But you may have to get rid of some stuff. Some of the stuff that you held on to on the last level, you may not be able to keep on the next level. Oh, come on, I'm preaching better than you're shouting. As a matter of fact, the closer you get with God, there are some things that you need to get rid of and you you need to start living saved for real. Don't just act like you're saved. You need to live saved, be saved for real. See, we, we live in a cancel culture. We live in an era where Christians have started living like the world monday through saturday but they go to church on sunday with a sunday go to meet and close, and they act real righteous and holy and they shout and they dance and they sing and they do whatever they do and then the rest of the week they think they can just live any old way no you can't not if you're going to make it to heaven He wants you to live holy and righteous. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm going to show you the scripture in a moment. But let's start right here in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 and 5. Here's what he said. So, get rid of all evil behavior. We could stop right there, but some folks... They don't put their evil behavior in this category. They say, well, this one's okay, and this is okay, and I can do this, and I can do that. So he defines some of it for us, for those of us that want to say, oh, that's okay. God understands. No, God doesn't understand. He wants you to live holy and righteous. 1 Peter 2. So get rid of all, all, all evil behavior. Does that mean that some of the evil behaviors we can hold on to? No, he said get rid of all of them. Be done. Look at your neighbor and say, be done with it. Look back and say, "Get get rid of it. Be done with all deceit. If it's deceitful, if it's deception, be done with it. Don't hang on to it. Don't participate. Don't do it. Don't act like it's okay. A half-truth is just a half-lie. Be done with all deceit. And then you hypocrites. You folks that promote prayer, but you never pray. You folks that promote fasting, but you never fast. You folks that promote tithing and sowing and giving, but you never tithe, you never sow, you never give. He said, be done with that. Hypocrisy, that hypocritical spirit. Yes, yes. And then you jealous folk. <laughs> Don't raise your hand, but are there any jealous peeps in the house? He said, be done with your jealousy. And those of you that just are mean, you just, you just talk ugly to folk. You treat them wrong. You talk down to them. He said, be done with all of your unkind speech. Somebody say, get rid of it. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Get rid of it. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, get rid of it. There are some things you have to toss. On your journey, you've got to get rid of it. Quit hoarding old, holding those old things from the past. Quit hoarding up and holding on something you think you're going to need it later. You want to use it later. He said, Get rid of all evil behavior. And then he said, Act like a newborn baby. Start craving the pure spiritual milk so that you will grow up. Look at your neighbor and say, Grow up, grow up, grow up. He said, Crave that pure spiritual milk so that you can grow up into a full experience of salvation. See, just like a new baby in the nursery, they have milk. They can't eat meat yet. They have to start drinking that milk. But as they drink the milk, the nourishment comes, the vitamins come, the supplement, everything they need to grow comes. And after a while, they're going to want some meat. He says, start there. And you'll have a full, you'll grow into a full experience of salvation. He said, go a step further. Cry out for this nourishment. Crave it. Cry out for it. Say, God, I want all you have for me. But you can't do that while hoarding the evil behavior. Hoarding the things that you need to get rid of. Holding on to them. Have to pry them out of your hands. You're holding so tight. He says, cry out for the nourishment. Then he says, and you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. Living stones, lively stones that he has anointed for such a time as this. So we've got to get rid of some things and live saved for real. It's time to get rid of all the evil behavior. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, rejoice always. When is that? When is always? It's all the time. We need to be people that rejoice. We need to be people that are full of God and we rejoice and we worship and we have an attitude of joy. We need to treat folks with an attitude of joy. Get rid of that old hateful attitude. Oh, I knew I wouldn't get no amen there. Get rid of that old hateful attitude. That old sad, mean grumpy quit being grumpy you're a child of God you're on your way to heaven you've got the full full joy of God available to you why are you being grumpy why are you treating folks mean why are you being ugly to somebody I know even the telemarketers be nice to them say I love you God bless you I don't need that bye and you can hang up but don't cuss them quit cussing them Quit being ugly. Rejoice always, he said. Pray without ceasing. That means that we should have a constant attitude of prayer. If you face a crisis, you should not have to pray pray through. You shouldn't have to go to the altar. You shouldn't have to call somebody to get you back on the right track. You ought to be in an attitude of prayer no matter what the crisis is or when it shows up. Live in an attitude of, of prayer. He said, in everything, give thanks. Now, notice he didn't say for everything. That's not what he said. Because there are some things that happen, and they're bad. They're tough. They're difficult moments. So he didn't say praise God for that. But he said, in the midst of that, on your journey, as you struggle, as you deal with the problem, In that situation, Father, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for giving me wisdom. I thank you for helping me through this storm. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of discernment to get through. I thank you, Lord. In every situation, he said, give thanks. Why? For this, don't miss this, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. You want want to know what God's will is? There it is. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. There it is. I know God's got a perfect will for me. I'm just not sure what it is. Here it is. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And he said, don't quench the spirit. See, we, we want to control Him and everything else. He said, don't quench the spirit. Don't despise prophecies. You know, we all, we want a prophecy, but we want that feel good. God's going to bless me and give me a million dollars. We want that kind of prophecy. Do you know that throughout the Old Testament, most of the prophets were prophets of doom? Yeah. The prophecies, I mean, they were conditional if covenant if you don't do this God's going to do this if you do this then God will do this but they were they were hard prophecies am I right yeah. apostle am I right yeah. they were they were hard they they weren't all these get over here in this line and give a thousand dollars and get blessed with a million that ain't it now I believe the Bible he said you reap what you sow Galatians 6 6 7 and 8 But some folks have abused and perverted the scripture. He said, don't despise prophecies. Test most things. Oh, did I miss it? Test all things. Pray for discernment. Then he said, hold fast what is good. There's what you hold on to. You hold on to what is good. Hold it fast. And then he said, abstain from every form of evil. What is evil in the world? Deception, is that evil? Hypocrisy, is that evil? Jealousy, is that evil? Is lying evil? What if it's just a little white lie? Can we get by with that? Some say no and others got real quiet because they use those white lies. That way it's just a little white lie, it won't hurt nobody. It's a lie. Write down where you're taking notes, Revelation 21, 8. All liars say pastor you're making it hard today no quit your lying if you're a liar Satan is your father he is the father of lies he's the father of liars so quit lying do I need to make it plainer stop lying stop He said, abstain from every form of evil. Is lying evil? Will it hurt somebody? Will it hurt you? He said, stop the gossip. Is gossip wrong? You don't want nobody talking about you. Quit talking about them. What about anger? What did the Bible say about anger? Put Put it away you ever put some things in your closet you put them up you put your clothes up put your stuff up that's what he's saying with anger put it away get rid of your anger what about stealing is that evil is that wrong you don't want anybody stealing money from you what if your bank account was emptied and every penny was sucked out of that is that wrong you don't want that happening do you what about cheating Murder? Y'all getting real quiet now. Y'all, who y'all wanting to kill? <laughs> y'all getting real quiet. I'm, you know, I'm going down the list, and y'all just, yeah, it's wrong. I guess, I guess, killing's wrong. I guess I shouldn't want to kill him. I just, I just call Vinny. Vinny'll take care of it for me. That's wrong too. Ordering a hit is wrong too. He said, abstain from every form of evil. What about addictions? What about vices? What about things that control you? Drugs and alcohol and porn. Here's one, even gambling. I heard what you said. Well, I, I buy that little lottery ticket every week. I'm going to pay off the church when I win. Right. 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 You ain't even paying tithe now. And you say you're going to pay off the church. What are you doing with what you have? It's time to get rid of all evil behavior. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. So let me talk about your will. This is biblical. Your will. Your will is the strongest force in your life, your will. Your will. Some of y'all, y'all know, because y'all are stubborn. You make up your mind, and you are stubborn. But our pastor, our mentor, taught us that your will is the strongest force in your life, your will. And God will not force you against your will, because we're free moral agents. Deuteronomy 29 Deuteronomy 30 he said I've set life and death before you, blessing and cursing therefore choose life He lets us choose we are free moral agents So your will is the strongest force in your life, but God will not force you against your will If you want to just be a fool, he'll just let you and the devil cannot Force you against your will he wants to He will if he could but he cannot he does not have that power over you so your will is the strongest force in your life your will your willpower it is your greatest human strength with your will you have the ability to resist your flesh your short-term gratification in pursuit of long-term destiny long-term goals you can resist the flesh Your willpower is behind every noteworthy achievement that you've had. As a matter of fact, willpower, a person's will, is behind every human achievement that seemed impossible or difficult or beyond human ability. It makes the impossible possible when you decide, yes, I will, yes, I can. Scripture, please, I've already given to you. Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Let me translate i can get rid of all evil things out of my life i can put away the past i can get rid of those things that have held me back up until this point i can get rid of those my will is the strongest force in my life your will is like a muscle with resistance with resistance training we can control our flesh we can control our impulses with your will Without willpower, without putting your will into action, you can lose everything. I'm a strong advocate of James chapter 4, verse 7. You want deliverance? I believe in deliverance. I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost to deliver us and set us free. James 4, 7 says this. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Push back. Push back, push back, resist the devil and the devil will flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Let me translate, get rid of it. Get rid of it, get rid of your demons. Get rid of them. Some folks, the reason they can't get rid of their demons is they pet them, they feed them. Every day you're feeding your demons You like them You embrace them I ain't getting no amens right now I can do all things through Christ Who gives me strength It is time to recognize And get rid of the enemy assignments Yes I understand there are curses There are generational curses I understand there may be an assignment against you From time to time Most of us aren't doing enough for God That the devil's even worried about us You know it's the truth. So it's time to recognize the assignment, if there is one, and get rid of it. So I can't help it. The devil's always after me. One, two, three, the devil's after me. (laughs) Probably not. But in Isaiah 58 12, he said, Those from among you those remnant folks from among you those prayer warriors from among you those folks that have been through the storm and been through the challenge and been through the valley those that are from among you they shall they shall build the old waste places somebody say it's time, it's time. you shall raise up the foundations of many generations that's where we are in America this country was established on religious freedom this country was the foundation was laid from the bible the bible Come on, somebody. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. So it's time to get rid of the generational curses. It's time to get rid of fear. If you're afraid, rebuke that spirit. Command it to go in Jesus' name. Anoint your house with all. If you can't sleep at night, if you have a spirit of fear, anoint your house. Get a prayer warrior to come with you. Anoint your house. Anoint the doorpost. Walk around the property if you have to. Anoint your house. Get rid of the spirit of fear. Get rid of sickness. Rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. He has to go. The spirit of infirmity has to get off of you. It has no legal right to hang on to you if you are a child of God. By his stripes, you are healed. Quote the scripture to the devil. Tell him to go. Get off of my body. Get off my arm. Get off my back. Get off my neck. Whatever it is, tell him he has to go in Jesus' name. Sickness cannot stay. If you're dealing with a spirit of poverty, a spirit of lack, if you don't ever have enough money to make the end of the month, then rebuke the spirit of poverty off of your life. Tell the devil, get off. I'm a tither. Be a tither. I'm a giver. Be a giver. Sow the seed and believe the word of God. It is impossible to sow a seed and not get a harvest. Sow the seed and the harvest will come. Pay your tithes. And the Bible says he will rebuke the devil. He will rebuke the seed eater for your sake. Break the spirit of poverty James said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways you saved on Sunday and on Monday you're backslidden on Tuesday you you get prayed through you come to see on Monday night and you get prayed through from what you did all day Monday and you get prayed through but on Tuesday you backslide again and on Tuesday night you come to the school of roar and you get prayed up again a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways get rid of some stuff If you're to go to the next level in your destiny, on your spiritual journey, you've got to put some things behind you. Put the past behind you. Put the garbage behind you. Put the baggage behind you. And start fresh today. Get rid of your depression. Or what you said. Well, Pastor, I, I just, I'm just so depressed. You know, this world that we're living in, is just so hard. Well, the Bible said all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Job said the man that is born of a woman. How many of y'all have a mama? If you got a mama. Job said man that is born of a woman is few days and full of trouble. Welcome to earth. Job also said, Though he slay me, yet I will serve him. Though these skin worms destroy my body in my flesh, yet I will see him. I know that my Redeemer lives. I need to tell you today, Jesus is alive and well. Your Redeemer is alive. The miracle worker is alive. He's coming back for you. Get rid of some stuff. Get it off your plate. Put it out of your life. Quit hoarding those things that are killing you and get rid of them and go to the next season. Go to the next level. Get rid of the perversion. Get rid of the abusive behaviors. Get rid of the foul language. Get rid of the pornography. Get rid of the alcohol and the drugs. Get rid of all those vices that are holding you back. You've got a devil conquering destiny. You've got an anointing in your life. Go to the next level. It's time to recognize that. It's time to get rid of it and live a sanctified life. This is the one I wanted to quote to you. This is the one I I was about to get ahead on the first slide. Let Let me drop it in your spirit. Hebrews 12, 14. Continually pursue peace with everybody and the sanctification, the sanctified life. Pursue peace with everybody and holiness. That word sanctification, it's an Old Testament word, it's, it's, it's hagias, hagiosmos. Anytime in the Bible you see sanctification or sanctify or holy, it's the same root word. Hagias or hagiosmos, which means to live pure. Oh, it's quiet now. Apostle, you want to preach now? I've killed it now. I have killed it now. Continually pursue peace with everyone and holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. Look at that verse. Get it in your spirit. Think about it for just a moment. You know what he's saying right there? He's saying if you don't live holy, you won't make it to heaven. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. If you don't live holy, if you're not living righteous... If you're a hypocrite. Pastor, you're just too hard. Probably not near hard enough. You need to get rid of all the baggage that's holding you back. Pursue him. Crave him. Cry out for more of God. Get rid of it. It's time to trade your past. Get rid of your past for his I like this scripture. Most everybody knows it. Psalm 100. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. It is he that has made us. And we are his sheep. We are his. We are his people. We are the sheep of his past. Sure. What was his past? I'm glad you asked. He left heaven. He came to the earth. He grew up as a man. Totally God but totally man. And he spent three and a half years in full-time ministry when he reached the age of 30. And he hung on a cruel cross and was crucified, even though he had never sinned and never done anything wrong. He died for you. His past was the cross. So you could have peace. And live in his pasture. So get rid of the guilt. I don't care what you've done. Get rid of the number of times you've messed up, made a mistake, fallen off the wagon. It don't really matter. What matters is that you get up today. You go forward from this day forward. If you fall again, get back up. But get rid of the guilt, get rid of the failures, get rid of the mistakes. I don't care how many failed marriages you have. I don't care how many times you've been bankrupt. I don't care how many times you've lost everything. I don't care how many times you've made wrong choices and wrong decisions and you blamed yourself and you lived in guilt, you lived in depression. Get rid of all those things. Trade your past for the peaceful pasture that he's got for you for eternity. Does that make sense? Does that help anybody? Look at your neighbor and say, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Come on, tell them like you mean it. Say, really? Get rid of it. My grandmother, my great-grandmother actually, used to say it like this. Get shed of it. Yeah. We need to get shed of that. Get shed of it. That's what she'd say. Get shed of it. There's some stuff. Y'all been hanging on too long. Get rid of it today. Just lift your hands where you are. Just pray this prayer. Say, Jesus today is my day today is my day I'm tossing everything that hinders my journey with you anoint me to live a pure life anoint me to live holy to walk in my destiny to fulfill my purpose I believe you have brought me here to the kingdom for such a time as this. My next season starts now. And I realize there are some things that I need to get rid of. So today, I make the commitment to go forward and to get rid of it, whatever it is that hinders me. That would prevent my next season being my best season I get rid of it today I cut the cord I cut the ties I cut the bonds from my past and I'm trusting you to breathe new life into me to baptize me fresh to overwhelm me with your love and with your power and I receive all you have a fresh touch A fresh season, a fresh day, full of your power, full of your anointing, in the name of Jesus. Now say, Wisdom, come to me, in the name of Jesus. Faith, rise in me, in the name of Jesus. Anointing, rise in me, in the name of Jesus. Boldness, rise in me, in the name of Jesus. Use me, God with my gifts and my talents anoint me to be all you've called me to be in the name of Jesus I declare it so resources come into my hands finances come into my hands use me Lord to advance your kingdom to make a difference in a lost and dying world I will start where I am Lord multiply me Increase me, increase my gifts, increase my anointing, increase my discernment, increase my wisdom. Flow through me, increase my faith in Jesus' mighty name, and I give you the praise. Now lift up both hands and thank Him and praise Him. Thank Him and praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We bless your name. Give us a hunger and desire like we've never had. Baptize us fresh in the name of Jesus. We thank you that healing is in this house. We thank you, mighty God, for what you're doing. We thank you for a release of all you have for us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.